There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 39 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirlas, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season two of Dark Matter, directed by Amanda Tapping and guest star Trina Keating. I love Amanda Tapping. <laughs> She's so awesome. And also joining us tonight, we have the co-founders of the one, the only, the nerd element. That's Kim and Miss Natasha. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Welcome awesome. once again. Yay. Yeah. yeah, we had to invite ourselves again. Yay. <laughs> I think we'll be doing this quite often with these two shows this, yeah. <laughs> this season. I really like this show. I binged it, too, last week for the first time. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how everybody is able to binge shows. Yeah. I, I had it to. I ran out of time. It depends on the show, to be honest. Natasha has been telling me to for a while. So. For a year. Mm, pretty much. Been that long? Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I, I've been the same way about Mr. Robot, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a mutual thing. I, I'm on, like, episode, what, four, so I still need to, I still have a few more episodes to watch, but at least I started. Uh, I understand, though. I get yelled at pretty much daily at work because I haven't finished watching Sherlock the last two oh, seasons. For God's sake. It's only three episodes. I, it's, it's six hours <laughs> of three episodes, though. And uh, Jessica binge-watched, um, like, five seasons of Supernatural in a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot. And she's mad at me because I don't get... I haven't finished Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> three episodes, right? Well, right. oh, whatever. All right. Yeah, compared to how many episodes she had to watch. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no excuse. She stays up with the baby and watches Supernatural. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Steve, once again, has managed to ferret out some information for us in the news scene. Yeah, Sci-Fi has renewed its critically acclaimed drama series, 12 Monkeys, for a 10-episode season three order with new episodes expected to air in 2017. Yeah. Sweet. So I glad to get that out of the way. I still need to watch that show. What? Me too. I haven't. Like, oh I, I watch it. It's more like I watch it, but because I'm not sure exactly what's going on, I can't follow it as well as I should. So it's like I keep on saying I'm going to go back to it, but I haven't. So it sounds like it. a couple other people need to binge watch another show. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, though. You don't need so. to see the movie. No. It gets like way need... past the movie. Yes, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where were you? Yeah, because when I, when I actually started watching the movie, I was bored as heck, whereas I, at least I was trying to follow 12 Monkeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, that's the thing. I started watching the movie, and I just 
that's probably why, because I assumed it was like the movie, so I never really got into it. I, like, never decided to go watch. I'll watch it. Everybody talks about how great it is. Uh, that's because it's awesome. Yeah, and I think it has something to do with uh, Mr. Terry Milatis. Absolutely does. He's put together <laughs> such an awesome crew and cast yes. and writers and just <laughs> everything clicks with this series. <laughs> well, uh, I know that the the main female character, the blonde, uh, she was on center stage, and I love that movie. So oh, See, now you have to watch it. Well, thank you, Sci-Fi, for renewing it. Now, if we could just get some answers on Winona Earp, that would be great. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I mean, we're just waiting patiently here. I mean, it would be nice to know before Comic-Con, so it could be like a celebratory panel versus a pins and needles for like the first five minutes. Thank you. Answer the question. That's what as soon as they walk out. Answer it. So when you're live streaming, like Steve told you last episode, you're going to hear Kim screaming, just tell us already. Yeah, probably. (laughs) All right. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. We totally interrupted. We totally Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. All right. Welcome to your new home. Two, three, and four find themselves in the general population of the Hyperion 8 Maximum Security Galactic Detention Facility. Really? (laughs) That's easy for you to say. say, Yeah, unaware that six has sold them out to the GA. One and five, meanwhile, are held in the staff wing of the facility pending release. Six tells one and five that his real name is Cal Varick, an undercover GA agent tasked with bringing them in. He later asks five with, he later tasks Five, with decoding an encrypted file that reveals a devastating secret from his past. One delves into his wife's murder and uncovers some inconsistencies suggested, suggesting Marcus Boone, number three, was not responsible. He is then visited by Jace Corso, who shoots him dead. Okay, so first of all, with all the numbers, this is freaking confusing. <laughs> It is. Especially when you're like, six tells one and five. If you divide them by three. Two was leaving on a train at 1215. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm glad we're going to get some names Six is going here. by car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, like, when I was writing my recap, because I've known him as six throughout the whole first season, and that's what I know him as, just trying to get used to Cal Varick. For some reason, I kept on mixing up the the V and the K, so it was like Val Carrick. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not right. So I was like, I just know him as six, but I have to think of him now as Cal because that's how he identifies himself now. Like he he no longer identifies himself as six, whereas some of the others still kind of identify themselves as their numbers, as the, you know, the number that they woke up, you know what I'm saying? So, what I noticed right off the bat is when they were in that area, that holding pen, and they told them to strip down. Everybody thought strip down meant something different, and <laughs> four like took it literally. That's what I noticed. What? Right off the I bat. I didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was like the only one that was just in boxers. The rest of them were like, what? You know, like. I think I think three had his pants on and well no because two, uh, no he had his yeah, underwear they were all down into I the thought underwear. he had I thought he had like I mean pa- the girls I he were had, wearing like, pants like, still on a tank top it looked like 
no, right. well, two was, but one was in a the the other one was in like just like un, underwear. Oh, yeah, right. Um, but they all looked. I swear, three had didn't just have boxers on. I swear he had like pants. No, he had boxers. Yeah, he, he had, had his boxers because he when had... he was walking to the cell, he was just in his boxers. Mm. They're not like literal boxers. That. They look like the boxer uh, briefs. Yeah, <laughs> the underwear of the future, obviously. And girls, still I have definitely two bikinis. Her. So apparently, Victoria's Secret's still alive and well in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Haynes. Haynes is alive and well. <laughs> Both. Both. All right. Um, so there was a lot going on. They each had a separate storyline that converged, but they all had their little strings, and they were all kind of being pulled until the very end, which I was... Okay, now let me rewind. Not the very, very end. <laughs> the very end with the... What is it? The head prison guy. The warden. Yeah. Ah, that, like, all the strings were being pulled and gathered into that moment. And that moment, I was like, what's going on? Right. You but the final that... scene, yeah, I was pretty much like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? Yeah, you figure the uh, the gang is about to be uh, terminated. Mm-hmm. But why? Very quickly. Where is this coming from? What more is happening? Right. And we're going to see a whole lot. You know, we're last season was pretty much strictly the crew on the ship and we never really got to see the entire world Mm -hmm. i think we're going to get the entire world this season and it looks like it's going to be cray cray (laughs) well i mean we've had hints of the world in season one because of their interactions with the corporations especially but this season you have the prison and you have the warden that's talking funny so something fishy going on (laughs) definitely um, and then you have what's going on with um, with Cal and the Galactic Authority. Something's not right with that either. So, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And then we have the two new characters. What's their story? What are we going to learn about them this season? Right. So, uh, I don't even know where we can start because so much was happening. <laughs> solitary is not really solitary. That's all that I was there to too. Yeah. Although like, I thought that... I thought it was still cool. It was cool, but it defeats the purpose. Of st- people put people in solitary for a reason, and that defeated the entire purpose. True. All right, let's talk a little bit about two, Portia Lynn, protecting three, Marcus Boone, <laughs> from... I'm going to have to start saying names because I'm going to confuse myself. From first... Oh, no, actually, he was first confronted by... A group of people who said he owed him money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But since he didn't remember, he's like, uh, yeah, anybody can come up and say that. And he's like, no, you really owe us money. Again, anybody can come up and say that. Come on. And then another inmate, inmate Nix, yep. kind of says Marcus to turn around <laughs> and beat him up. On his ration card. Right. <laughs> and they didn't really explain it. So I'm like, why is she trying to get into the mix here? Which right away I'm I'm feeling because her and oh god two two, two Portia yeah. two because of the whole thing that Natasha and Kim were talking about with solitary they kind of become close I I've got like flags going up right now anyone else yeah I wouldn't say close I think there's a, an understanding but I feel like that was a really mutual quick. respect for each other 
I just feel like that was really quick, and I have red flags going up, you know. Well, I mean, she mentions when they were um, initially talking, not initially talking, but um, when they first, when two first discovers the the skim, no, sim, sim yard. That's what it's called, the sim yard. She's like, three, I kind of I knew everyone at the Roz's reputation, and you definitely are as advertised. So I'm, I'm thinking, and I think she did mention this, that she probably wants, probably thinks that they're going to try and escape which they will because that's what mm-hmm. they that, that's what they decided at the end of the episode so she wants to be a part of that like if anyone is capable of escaping from this high level prison it's going to be the Raza crew was it oh. how many days was she locked up was it just like two I days I thought they said two specifically two days because he said that if you come back it'll be two weeks well I wouldn't like if it, if it was like the option of like being locked up in the general like population or being in a place where I had my own freaking holodeck. <laughs> I mean, I just, it, I don't know. I'd be like, well, just leave me in here for two weeks then. But, I mean, she I didn't have, like... But the Simiar wasn't that great either. Yeah, it was cold. That's what they kept saying. Yeah, it was, but you didn't have to be around. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and my anti-socialness. She <laughs> <laughs> on the ground, too. I mean, you think about it that way. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but there's no ants. You know, there's no bugs. She's not camping out for Hall H. It's fine. Yeah, but how, how, I mean, there's not really anything to do. It looks like just, they're just surrounded by a field and trees. Well, all they could do is talk to each other, so maybe that's why they get that bond real quick. Maybe. I guess it's something. Uh, Let me see. Now let's jump to three, Marcus Boone, who, of course, had gotten a little uh, beat up, ends up in... The infirmary. And this gold, like, gold guy next to him is like, so, you figured it out already? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, thinking he's talking about the nurse being, like, a robot or something. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> and he's, I knew exactly what he was talking about. Really? I, yeah. I did not know. And then when he starts talking about it, he's like, yeah, it's a better view. It's better food. And I'm like, he's just eating food. And then I didn't understand that part until we see three later getting his ration right and it's like fruits and vegetables it was mush <laughs> with a mealworm in it yeah uh, that was gross that yeah, was gross it's like uh, what mush peas or something uh, it looks like gruel yeah <laughs> with mealworms so yeah. that's how you know it's fresh porridge <laughs> he was like for real are you kidding me right now? When he when he pulled out the mealworm, he was like, "Are you serious right now?" And then he didn't even get a chance to really eat because he got into laundry duty. He should have at least ate the bread. I know how to grab that roll. Yeah, really. Uh, so he tries the, the old guy's idea of hurting himself so he could end up back in in the infirmary. But when he does that, he finds out that the old guy got transferred to psych because he was hurting himself. I'm kind of surprised that wasn't something that came across, you know, as a possible thought to him. Like, hmm, if I keep doing this, they might think I'm crazy and put me somewhere to, quote-unquote, deal with my crazy. Although, apparently, at this particular jail, dealing with crazy is going way back to the old time, let's give them electric shock therapy. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, when did I get to Waverly Hills Sanatorium? Um, what are we doing? Are you giving them ice baths in there, too? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a little crazy. And then he's like, I gotta go. I'm good. Thanks. It's all good. I feel great. <laughs> and that, and pretty much in the medical wing, that's where we meet another new character, Devin. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, I, I didn't realize. I looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the guy from uh, Vampire Diaries. And it didn't occur to me until like halfway through it where I'd seen his face, but it was driving me insane. insane. And you talked to him. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm glad I see him on something else. I liked his character, so he he, I, he seems to like be playing this compassionate person, and that's totally the type of character I think that I've seen him play before. So I think he'll he'll do a good job with it. Do you think he's going to come back and make a difference in this, or he just happens to be like a side, you know, character? Mm, I think he's going to because I think they said he was going to be on the show. Yeah, they've added him to, like, the cast. Like, he's listed with the other cast okay. members. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Nyx. Like, if you go to the sci-fi.com, like, they're listed with the rest of the cast. Oh, so it's definitely going to be more than just an episode or two. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be around for a bit. Steve, any thoughts on two and three thus far? Well, I, I definitely think it's funny that Marcus turns around, you know, he burns his hand, and then... Of course, the nurse is gone, and it's just like, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three is just not the brightest uh, tool <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. But he's funny. Oh, definitely, definitely. Love it's his like, humor. It, it was funny because in season one, like, I couldn't stand him at first, but then he had that episode where he actually had like a compassion and so i was like oh you're not so bad and any and, and i just see like his sarcasm and i'm like okay i get you now all right i, I know where you're coming from now okay <laughs> all right so we talk about four yes <laughs> sorry that's <laughs> for rio tatsudo so he's already planning his great escape it seems because he's always looking always watching but he gets he sits down for his meal which is i think it's kind of interesting that each block is separated like wherever they are they're having meals at different times and um what was it recreation time it was all different and he's like ready to start a fight with some guys who are like he wants to see you now did anybody else have a clue who they were talking about because i was kind of lost not initially, but they eventually, we eventually saw the person that he was supposed to meet with initially. Right. right. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, is his dad there or something? Or, like, is <laughs> no, somebody from I the family? Thought, no, I immediately thought it was some big fish in the prison. Yeah. And it was just really funny that they didn't even let him sit down and eat before they totally interrupted him and be like, you're coming with us. And so, of course, four is going to be like, I'm no, meeting. I'm meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I guess he figures, you know, since I'm going to start, I'm going to be fighting anyway, I might as well figure out what their protocol is. And now he knows. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. It's like, you're going to start a fight, you're going to knock his roll over. Really? That that was it? <laughs> He's like, you're done eating. And he just kind of, it just kind of poops right over. And I'm like, it's not hitting the ground or anything. Why is this starting a fight? <laughs> And then, of course, the guy's like, uh, we're not starting a fight because it's not just us. It's everybody on the block, which, you know, I guess, like you guys said, it's a way for four to figure out what's going on exactly around him and what information he can get. 
Now, I have to ask you guys, did this happen at the same time of 2 and 3 not being on the block, so that way they did not know what was happening with the, like, Sonic takedown? I just think it was just timing, because by the time, because 2 was already in solitary. I think this was during the time that she was literally in solitary. She was in solitary, Mm -hmm. and 3 was in either the med bay or, like, laundry? Yeah. Okay. Because I just thought it was weird, because later they're eating together, so that's why I'm like, how come they didn't notice, or they weren't there, but if it just all happened about the same time, that's why we talk this out and find out what everybody thinks. Steve knows how I am with this. (laughs) (laughs) So, Steve, four, going going to see this man, Eric, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, nobody's going to intimidate him. I don't care who you, who they are. <laughs> and that's what I love about Four. He's just like, get out of my face. I don't want to listen to your crap. Let me go. I'm out of here. <laughs> I have to expect him to be like, do you know who my family is? You're not that scary. Yeah. Yeah, and and what's funny is that like he already had like Eric's number, like. The only reason why you don't even want us to attempt to escape is because you don't want to lose your arrangement with the warden. Look, let's let's just keep it real right now. Right. <laughs> you're you may think you're all concerned about the rest of the prisoners, but you're really concerned about yourself. Right. Such a contrast to like three. I mean, when you when you saw them sitting back down together eat, and she and two was like, "What did you guys find out?" And three was like, "Well, I've been you know busy. <laughs> I haven't been able to look and." just like I found out this, this, this. And two was like, I found out this and this. And he was like, Whoa. well, I think when he, he was more like evading, like he thought that he could get something easy. And he pretty much was saying I, that's not it didn't work out. So because I mean, in a way, while they're there, they might as well get privileges if they can or like some roundabout way of getting privileges. So I think two was kind of like listening to that, but it didn't work out. Before was able to get a lot more information overall, anyway. So yeah, he could use that. I thought he was just like using it as a cover up when really he just didn't want to be in the general population. But yeah, I can see that too. Um, I can see that too. I don't know. I, Burns are nasty. I could never do that. He definitely has balls. <laughs> like I, there's no way. Yeah, Steve <laughs> Burns are no joke. They aren't. And that one that covers your whole hand, my gosh. So, like you were saying, they all sit down and they're like, okay, so we're going to get out, right? All right, we'll figure this out. Which I thought was interesting that, I mean, obviously we knew this is the way they were going to have to go. But the fact that they're all like, all right, so um, we're going to do this, right? All right, eat up. (laughs) You know, like, no big deal. We figured out this is what we're all on the same page with. And then they're like, all right, let's move on for the day. They're very nonchalant. Well, I, I think in their own way, they know that something's got to give with, you know, they can't stay there. So, and plus, I feel like out of all all six of them, all six of the Raza, I think those three, they knew each other before. They just don't remember knowing each other. So that kind of relationship kind of instinctively held especially in the prison. And they were the only three in the prison, too. I, I, I thought that was interesting in two, three, four, that's, like, right after mm-hmm. each other. Okay. Um, but, yeah, their relationship was already, like, 
kind of a working relationship prior to everyone else coming on board the Raza. Um, so. Steve, how about you take us into five? But if you talk about five, we got to talk about one at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately, one and five seem to have gotten off a whole lot easier as they're in the staff wing to start with. And I guess you can thank Six for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess he's kind of tried to make it appear that they were kind of innocent in all this. Five you know, didn't see it that way. <laughs> I think she felt really betrayed. She, she did. did. Oh, yeah. That's why she smacked him. Right. Kapow. <laughs> So, five, Emily Colburn, and she finds out she's a 16-year-old runaway, basically. Well, not runaway. Yeah, she ran away. Orphan, orphan. thank you. Orphan. And one who, he said he found out who he was himself, it's Derek Moss. Yep, he found that out last season. So, he already knew. Emily looks, you know, five, looks a little upset that he knew, too. Like, why am I the only one who didn't know who I was? So... No, she didn't know. No, that's what I'm saying. That she looked a little upset that she didn't know, but one in six knew who they were. Well, six, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one said how he knew two. I just think, well, five is also like, what? I'm 16? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, that that was a head scratcher. Was it? Huh? No. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, out of all of them, I'm worried about her the most because it doesn't seem, this doesn't seem to be going in a good direction for no. her. Especially where I thought that maybe with those two together that she would be a little better off. But the fact that all of a sudden a lawyer comes in and stops one from talking and takes him out and takes him down to planet, I'm like, all right, I don't think this is good. Because now, you know, she's all all by herself she's mad at five and then he turns he around and six. wants her to ha- hack into oh, the disc and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh come on man don't <laughs> no 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 yeah five is mad at six i got it <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, and she she does do what he asks though even though mm. she's by herself and she's upset i mean she's a little okay because i guess he had brought her books he had brought her a tablet but She's still all by herself. And, again, why are they, they keeping her? I mean, obviously, she's not the criminal that they're thinking everybody else is. But why did they even keep her there, then? You mean at the end, when they decided to keep uh, her? No, I just meant in the beginning. Why didn't they just, like, put her in Well, they really did If she's an orphan, they, didn't, they really couldn't put her in her parents' custody. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and they may have been trying to find, like, someone that could take her other than, like, Yeah, some family member or something, but... Got it. See, again, wasn't thinking about that. Just thought it was kind of weird. Well, the warden was sending her to a group home, but from what they were saying, they were trying to kill all of them anyway, so she was going to be in danger regardless. Right. which we'll get to that in a minute to figure that out. Because all of a sudden, one has a lawyer, he's... I want to say stateside. He's planet side. And he wants more information on the murder of his wife. And the lawyer looks like, why? And so does the CEO of the company who comes to see him later. And Mm-mm, I didn't like no. him. One day. Mm-hmm. Very, very <laughs> smarmy. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, I'm loyal to your father. I worked with your father for 30 years. Yeah, you've been waiting for 30 years to try and take over his daggone company. Right? That's uh-huh. what that is. <laughs> yeah, because things just started feeling weird the more information we got about the wife's murder. It's like, wait a minute, why was there only one person and I want to talk to the person who's the witness? Oh, that guy died. Literally the night before. After yeah. you That's... asked for the information and to talk to him. Exactly. I'm like, that was so fishy. Like, if you wanted to play it, you could have been like, oh, he died like months ago. Right. That would have made a little more right. sense. Not ten hours That would have been less I suspicious. Asked. Yeah, that, that would have been less suspicious, even though I still would have been suspicious anyway. But, no. <laughs> but at the same time, that, that would have made a little more sense with with what he was saying, how he died too, because he wasn't, you know, he was affiliated with, you know, not a savor, unsavory right. people. Like, yeah, you're right. Buddy. Yeah, it just seems odd, and red flags are going up all over. So, thankfully, he's questioning it. At least that's what I believed in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think he was already starting to question it last season, especially when uh, three, aka Marcus was dealing with the lady that he kind of helped before that was sick. Like, you're telling me that he callously murdered my wife when he's that, he doesn't seem like he's that type of person to hurt kids. Yes, he's a criminal, and he cares about no one but himself for the most part, but he has this other side to him, so that seems really weird that he would just up and murder a female Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I was questioning it, of course, because we know our crew, right? Or do we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let me see. What else did we have? How am I going to forget our wonderful android? She was, like, in one scene. I know, but it was funny. That was so awesome. I was like, where is she? (laughs) Because you have an, uh, not an agent. She punked him. The IT guy trying to download information from her, and she's like, "Mm, No. Not today, not today, son. She was, <laughs> she punked him good. I kind of feel bad for him. And he's like, look, I'm just trying to do my job. And she's like, oh, well. Right? <laughs> he's like, this is obsolete tech. Fine, I'll just, you know, restart you and do it manually. And she's like, mm, well, you could, but I'll lose all my data. It's self-destruct. And I love it. And he's just like, well, you lose your personality. And she's like, mm, yeah. Like, she just kind of, like, looks off to the side, like, okay. So. <laughs> but you still won't get what you need. Ha ha. That's what I expected. <laughs> I, it, it's just the way that Zoe acts uh, or, you know, portrays the android. It's just, you know that she's playing a, a, a droid, like a robot, but you, you're starting to see hints of a humanity in her, and it, and her kind of reconciling it literally but also kind of like her feelings towards it and she's she seems really like loyal to the raza if she's willing to give up her personality matrix and just not automatically download the files like you know an older like a regular android would i love it i, I do love, I love the it. way yeah, she i love it too it. yeah <laughs> so where else do we go oh six once again let's come back to six for a second uh, uh, real yes. quick, uh. and I wrote this. I wrote this on my recap. I was like sob story because I was just like not feeling it. <laughs> well, see, this is why I was 
really questioning if this is what actually is happening with Six. Because he's supposed to be undercover for the GA. But then he finds out that they knew about the attack on the planet and they just let it happen. And they were okay with it. Yep, it served their purpose. And he was so mad. And he goes to confront uh, his buddy. That seemed to have the 411 on everything. Yeah. And he's like, I did tell you. You Did he say you broke my jaw or you almost broke my jaw? You almost broke my jaw. We've had this conversation before when you were on medical leave. So this makes me wonder if Cal was starting to not give a hootie about the GA and while he was on the, while he was supposed to be undercover, he was really trying to find out more about what kind of corruption the GA really was. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because I was thinking there's no way if he was that upset knowing about this attack and knowing that the GA let it happen, why would he go back working for him? Exactly. Thoughts, Steve Kim? <laughs> but he doesn't remember it. That's part yeah, of the problem. That's the thing. That's that's. I have too many unknown factors uh, with their memory. I wish they would get to that. I mean, all they gave us last season was, "I think you did this five and she's like, "What?" <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm like, come on! I need to know a little bit more about why they don't have the memories that they do and what exactly happened. No, she I- created the program that was supposed to wipe out, I think, only two and three's memory, but it wound up wiping out everybody's memory, including her own. But for some reason, the memories got all poured into five. Yeah, but see, I, they never, I never, they never really explain that. They give you like pieces here and there, and you have to put it together. And I don't, I don't like that because I think that that leaves too much up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I can't. To me, he seems sincere. If he's not, then he's like a really good, like he's a con artist, man. I tell you what, because he I, seems like he just he's he seems like he's sincere. He was trying to do the right thing. And then all that crap happened, and then he just... I uh, Yeah, I think from just... He's going on the information that he knows, and from what, what little that he remembers, and from what he kind of find out from other people. So he's only going on information that everyone's been telling him. Like, he doesn't really remember much himself or not enough himself to really make a good decision here, which in this case was turning everyone in. That was probably a mistake. But at the same time, the fact that he got made by two and three last season and they wanted to kill him because he already formed a bond with five, that seemed kind of instinctual when when they first woke up and throughout season one. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a huge part of this season. Steve, what do you think? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I definitely think the whole six storyline is going to lead to much bigger and badder things for the entire group. But I also think because he's questioning things already that it's going to help with what's happening next. Because like we said, the warden is just kind of like, uh, we're going to take care of everything arrangements have been made and even the one guy which i was i was a little bit impressed with because the guy was kind of a jackass through this whole episode <laughs> oh, yeah. the guard? but he's yeah. like but she's just a kid uh-huh. you know he at least had his like 
moment to to realize. Draw the line. Well, no, I don't think he's going to stop with whatever, but he had that moment to be like, okay, this might be going too far. Kind of like talking about somebody's mama. Yeah, no, that's why I'm a little worried about it, because I'm like, uh, why would they say she's just a kid? What's going to happen? So they're going to escort five to a group home until, bam, they're stopped by Commander Lee Shedick, Chief Inspector of the Galactic Authority Serious Crimes Division. I'm like, is the... Was it... What was the unit that Six was in? The undercover unit? Are they not in communication with this special crimes unit? Like, they need to communicate just a little bit more here. I just feel like <laughs> we're going to get, you know, the gavel sound, like, from Law and Order. It's like, dun, dun. I'm like, and why do I know this woman's face? <laughs> she was on um, uh, Born Identity as the chick. Oh, in the that first winds up one. Up with the first oh, one and the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm, yep. like, staring at her going, who is this woman? She's been in other stuff, too, but that's definitely where I remember okay. her from. Nope, that makes a whole lot of sense now. Yeah, I was thinking about it before, like, when I first saw the episode. I was like, I know her from somewhere. Oh, yeah, Born Identity. <laughs> you had to come, to, come to mind right away, because I'm just going, who is that? Who the heck is that? So, boop. Good job. Steve, uh, I know we haven't gotten to the final, but anything you want to talk about before we get there? <laughs> I'm thinking that... It's going to be really interesting to see how they get out of this apparent suicide mission that they're <laughs> about to be sent on. You know, not a mission, but a suicide where they all, you know, they're to be all taken out. And I expect the android to have a hand in it. I think Six will finally w- realize that, yeah, he really doesn't want to be with the GA and somehow they'll be able to pull it off. But I'm excited to see this season, that's for sure. All right, let's talk about the final scene. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like one is going to be, okay, they're going to drop the charges, everything's good. And this is my biggest pet peeve, and I I will get that one sec. All of a sudden, (laughs) there's like a knock on the door, and he's like, okay, I'm ready. Why do none of these doors anywhere ever have a peephole? <laughs> or, like, if you're in the future, why doesn't it have a thing where you can look and see who's standing there? Video. Before the door why? opens. Right. <laughs> Every single one of these things where somebody gets taken out through the front door, there's no peephole, there's no window, there's no video. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. It probably didn't help that most of the people that have been coming in haven't wanted to shoot him yet. Yes, but I mean, if <laughs> you're questioning, well, this seems really weird. What's going on with my wife? And questioning, yeah, like, that's oh, true. the CEO seems really over the top. Like, I've been taking care of this for so long. I'm so happy you're back. Are you? Are you really? You know, because on the other side of the door is Jace Corso, the man... Who's been looking for them right. since? And he shoots them. Last season. Several times. Yeah. In the head, yes. too. So is he really dead? Or did somehow, I, did they somehow witch memories? I have I have a theory on that. Remember <laughs> that, um, those clones that they used? Because Six used clones last season. 
And Derek actually used clones too, but they originally had like his original D, D, DNA, which which is why he saw how what he originally looked like looked last like, season. Right. So I'm just wondering if that if he somehow managed to get a clone with another Jace Corso that just has Jace Corso's face, and that's the clone versus the real one. Hmm. Anyone else have thoughts on that, or do we think he's actually? Done? Why would he say I'm ready before? I, I don't know because they because it's kind of like they're them, but they're not them. Right. Because it's yeah, not like they're I living. Think this is a whole, you know, a, a definitely a major ruse that one is playing. Who knows? Maybe he's actually got Jace Corso involved in it because he feels like the, you know, the guy running his dad's business is just going to take it all and so he's promised Jace a cut of the business Mm. if he'll help him with this charade that's going on of him being dead. Although he does seem to hate him too so I don't know. Yeah it's (laughs) (laughs) Kim you gonna chime in? Or is it just clones? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I just honestly didn't really think about it because I was like, well, yeah, well, I wasn't ready for one. I I didn't appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But it's it's like, yeah, okay, well, they shot him. That really sucks because I like one. But wait a second, one is like, is the guy's not going anywhere? You know what I mean? So it's I I I was kind of conflicted. Um, but I didn't think about him using a clone. I well. I figured he would have disappeared, but they could have just panned off before that happens. It might start next episode with him dissolving into like uh, nothing, and then they're like, then you know, okay, well, this was a clone. But um, I actually oh, yeah, thought I forgot shot. about that. And is it isn't it possible that the guy who came in and did this shooting was actually one? Yeah, yeah. didn't he? Have and Jace had been had. Once again, taking his place hmm. on the ship when they got busted. That could have been. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a couple of possibilities out there, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I mean, if, if that was really Jace, though, he wouldn't have cared about someone's wife. Well, unless he's trying to find an angle to take out the CEO of his, the father's company. Yeah, money, though. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's got his finger on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've uh, raised a lot of questions. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're, it's definitely a presumed dead situation. Yeah. I think we got a lot more questions than answers right now with that final scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's that's one way to start a season with, with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just, yeah, Twitter was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right, so thumbs up, thumbs down. Let's go around the room. Kim. Well, I love Dark Matter. I mean, I from the first episode that I watched, which was like a week ago, um, <laughs> I was like, this show is the greatest. Uh, so I, it didn't disappoint me. I am still a little PO'd about that last scene, but it didn't disappoint me. Steve. Two thumbs up. Natasha. Thumbs up. And I would have to concur. All right. So, obviously, the ladies of the nerd element and Steve and I always have questions. And I'm sure you do, too. So we want to hear about your questions, your thoughts, your tinfoil hat theories. Shoot us an email at fangirlsodpodcast at gmail.com in the subject line, dark matter. 
and then let us know what you think. We will read your letters on air and maybe even have you come on and talk about your theories yourself. So don't forget to rate and review us on all forms of listening media. (laughs) I'm going to say social media. (laughs) Wherever you're finding us, whether it's Podomatic, iTunes, Google Play, where else am I? Spotify. Somebody found me on Spotify. So, hey, I don't know how I got there, but cool. So, what was that? We are everywhere. We are legion. Uh, With good ratings, it helps other fans of the show find us and tell your friends. We really do hope you're enjoying it. Don't forget to check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com. You can find our contact links there. There's shopping links. There's all sorts of stuff. And Steve is all over the interwebs, which at this point I think we know where we can find him. But you'll find us mostly together at Fangirl Zone and over on Hollow Nine. Because Steve is actually taking a break from some of the other shows for a while. Where he's not doing 30 (laughs) podcasts on Orphan Black. (laughs) But we love Steve being everywhere and getting all this information for us because this is what he does and he's awesome. So thank you, Steve, for everything. So, ladies of the nerd element, we're going to let you tell everybody where they can find you. Do you want to do it this time? Yeah, okay. So you can find us at the nerd element. Um, on Twitter or uh, live tweet East Coast at TNE underscore Sci Fantasy. Is it pod after it or is it just no, this? Is, it's just Sci Fantasy. This is why Natasha usually does it. Um, and of course, www.thenerdelement.com. All forms social media, The Nerd Element. Uh, my personal Twitter is at NMA23 and then Natasha at Wilcat12. So we hope to be tweeting with you guys. All through the season, both the Ladies of Internet Elements and the Fangirl Zone, but with everybody who's enjoying the show, and we can't wait to hear from you guys. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, episode 39, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, long time no see. Until next time. <laughs>